1: Talk Radio.
2: Hi, I'm Joey Mullins. Welcome to Speakishly Well-Behaved Kids. This is a series of podcasts that dedicates helping parents and other people who are connected with children, help children behave and be their best. I'm in a unique position to share this with you because I've been a child counselor and a play therapist for nearly 20 years. I'm also a mom, so I'm in on this with a lot of you. I learned many of my lessons, like you do, from your children, but I've also learned from my child's clients over the years. It's informed my parenting as well as the parent coaching that I do as part of my clinical practice. I recognize in working with thousands of children and parents that there are some simple principles for parenting. I will cover more than 20 principles for blissful parenting so you too can have freakishly well-behaved kids. These principles are simple and they're life-altering. They will change and enhance the relationships you have with children, how children behave, and how you feel about yourself around children. They'll also improve your overall parenting esteem. In this podcast, I'll talk about a specific principle or lesson and how you can apply it. There'll be special guests. We have one today uh, that will further... Um, our conversation and uh, about parenting and children. And you'll want to stay tuned for my upcoming oh, book on um, freakishly well behaved children. And check out my website, www.integrativecounseling.us, counseling, that's one word, dot us. And follow me on Twitter at Dr. Uh, Jody Mullen. Also, you can follow um, us on Naughty no, at Naughty no More on Instagram. Um, so, my guest for today, special guest for today is uh, Michael Mullen. He's my friend, a mental health counselor, dad, coach, professor, and one of my co-authors on Naughty No More, so that's why I I plugged Naughty No More there. He's also my husband. So welcome, honey. Hi, Michael. Hello. Okay. So, Michael, first of all, um, in getting started, you know, I said that you were um, a coach. Can you just, like, give a little bit of your background on coaching so folks can know, um, you know like, who this is coming from. Right.
0: Um, well, I started coaching back in 1986. That was my first uh, coaching job. I was coaching at the high school level, and I did that for a few years, and then I went on to become an assistant college basketball coach. I coached at two different colleges. And, um, and then from there, um, I worked any number of basketball camps over the years, and I've also gone on to coach high school basketball again mm-hmm. and now I do a lot of youth uh, coaching. Um I've also coached uh, a little bit of popcorn football. Um but basketball is my passion and my love. So
2: Okay, so the youngest kids that you've coached how what's the youngest age group that you've coached? 4 <laughs> And uh all the way up to college. Yes. Okay. So that's that's a wide range. Okay. So maybe um, as we are talking about this, I have some questions that I, you know, want to ask you that I, um, you know, I I just hear other parents asking when we're talking about our kids playing sports. But, um, you know, some of these I imagine are a little bit different whether we're talking about those really young kids Mm -hmm. or we're talking about, um, you know, middle schoolers or high schoolers. So there may be a couple of ways to delineate that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so... So I'd like to start with this question: What are some of the most important things that parents need to know about their kids playing organized sports? So we're really focusing here today on organized sports, and not just you know pick up game uh, outside or playing you know playing in the park with their meeting up with their friends. So what do you think things, um, parents need to know about kids playing organized sports?
0: Well, there's typically you know one of the things that you have to recognize is that the individuals involved um, often all have different goals. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the coaches have goals of their own for the team. Mm -hmm. They want the team to perform well. It may be that they want the team to win, but they want the team to perform well. Parents often want, because their children are playing, they want to see their children Mm -hmm. playing. Mm -hmm. Um, that's often the main goal for parents. They want to see their their kids play and often get upset or disappointed when their kids aren't getting playing time. Mm -hmm. Now, when we get to the kids, especially the younger they are, the more this is true, although it does continue even up through high school, typically their main goal Mm -hmm. is to have fun and there's research that shows that they want to enjoy themselves they want they're doing it because they you know they love the game or a right. passion for it as they start to get older then um oftentimes players even though they may be playing a team sport of course mm-hmm. when you're talking about you know, individual sports and team sports right. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to come from the team sport um aspect when you're playing a team sport you're part of a unit, and you and you may want to win as a player, right? But you also want to play. Okay. You want to be out there. You want to play, and so so that creates some of the tension and dynamics that um, you know can lead to problems
2: uh,
0: if, if you're not clear about what it is that everybody's after.
2: Okay, so when. So then when I asked, like, what are some of the most important things parents need to know is just that that people are coming at this from different places, yeah. you know. And so um, and so in talking even maybe uh, with your kids about playing an organized team sport, um, you know, what is, what's the kind of conversation or what are some themes of a conversation that would be useful because I, I think... I mean, having you know, um, a thirteen-year-old who played a little bit of team sports and hated it, (laughs) and having a almost ten-year-old who plays tons of team sports and loves it is uh, organized. um, Is um, you you know, like they? I think that kids can feel the tension of the very goals. Um, among the parents, among the coaches, and among you know just being part of the team. So, like, how do you talk, how do you prepare your kids for that, or how do you talk to them as they're going through it? I know those are two separate questions. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of hard right? because
0: I, I think too kids the, the kids will often there's a piece of them that wants to please. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's kind of who they are and, and what their situation but But often they, they they want their parents to be proud of them. Mm-hmm. But they also want their coaches to, to be proud of them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes they get differing messages. And so that ends up being confusing for the kids. Okay. So it, it helps, you know, for parents to be on par with the coaches mm-hmm. and the coaches and parents to communicate um, with one another because you don't want Getting you know you don't want them getting confusing messages. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the other thing too is they kids will take their cues from the adults that are around them,
1: uh-huh.
0: whether that's parents or even or, or coaches. And you know if games aren't going well or the officials aren't so great or that kind of stuff, and people are getting upset, you can see the kids break down,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and th- and that's one of the worst things that you can have to happen or take place when you're talking about performance
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because it's increasing stress levels and they're losing their focus. And if you want a higher level of performance, which is what we do when we're playing sports, we want to perform at a particular level. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, research tells us the higher the stress, the more we're going to revert back to some of our most basal um, habits. And that can be, you know, problematic because now the performance is going to suffer because of that. So it helps to kind of keep your cool and you know stay as even as you can because then the kids will take their cue from that.
2: Okay, so one way this is another question I had. So one way that parents can support their their children and you actually already answered that I at least one way mm-hmm. <laughs> is by is by, you know, being really thoughtful about what they're putting out there, their behavior. And I'll just go back to something we talked um a lot about hearing speechially well behaved is that kids are these master readers of nonverbal communication. Mm-hmm. So even that parent who's not yelling or not saying anything or even you know doesn't call their child over and says something to them, that you know your child looks to you. You know um, we were watching my son's basketball game the other night, and this uh, uh, parent I was sitting next to her son, you know shot a basket and went in, and he was, you know, elated, and he looked right at her for his cue. I mean, mm-hmm. it was it was that obvious. And so they're reading those cues. So it's not just what you say there, but also, like, your overall behavior. And remember, kids are amazing readers of nonverbal behavior. So so what are some ways that parents, parents, parents can support their um, child? Um, yeah, well, and, and to just kind of take okay. you back on that,
0: um, they often, um, they, they, you know, they want that acceptance. They want to know, oh, you know, are you proud of me? So, well, I mean, so one of the best things you can do is let them know that you're proud of them. Win or lose or how, however they perform because no matter what, like, we don't, I, I don't think we consciously recognize that. No matter how easy it may be when you're playing mm-hmm. or if it still takes courage to get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. And so you should be just proud of the fact that they're willing to do it and that they're excited and passionate with something that they want to do it and want to stick with it and and those kinds of things. Um, Because that will pay dividends in other areas um, in the rest of their life. It translates outside of sports. Yeah. So oftentimes, I think one of the things, you know, it's the coach's job help the players understand um, what they did well and what they need to correct. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's hard as parents, because I know this as a parent and being a coach, um, you know, I often have to catch myself and take a step back, um, you know, with our own son because I coach him at times, and, I, you know, I've coached our daughter. But we can oftentimes be too critical. Of our own kids of our own kids, okay. or, right? or we can be the other way, oh, you're the greatest right. thing since sliced bread, and so now they have an unrealistic um, view of what's really going on. Mm-hmm. So you want to stay away from the extremes. Okay. But one of the things that you do to help them, and, and what it will do will help them think critically about their performance and what's going on, is you can ask them questions, empowering questions, things like, okay, can you name three things you feel like you did well? Okay. And then, well, okay, what makes you think that you did those well? Okay. So can you give me behavioral cues or clues to yes. what happened? Yes. Um,
2: so you're setting your, in that way, you're setting your kids up to really be like, like sort of a self-coach and assessing their own, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Yes, yeah. and because, and, and that's one of the things I know as a coach, things that we're doing well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: I want them to recognize that because I want them to continue doing that. Right. Because if they do more of that, then that means they'll be doing less of what the problematic things are. Okay. And so, you know, that's a piece. So as a parent, you know, if you can reinforce that, because you may, I mean, let's face that, you may get a coach,
2: organized I for trying to protect them from our, that coach that we had, you know, when we were growing
0: up. Yeah. Yeah. So well and you know, th- those things end up being impactful mm-hmm. on us and and but it doesn't mean that it destroys us or right, right. Us, you know, sometimes it helps us to get stronger. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it would be nice if no right. not all coaches were like that. But sometimes you also get coaches who go to the other end, and they're like everything's sunshine and roses, right. and, and that's not realistic either. Right. Um, and then I don't know if that really helps players get better, mm-hmm. because if they're not correcting some of the things that they could correct, right. then that's not helping them move forward, right? Um, and it doesn't help the team.
2: Mm-hmm. So, the, so the parents, um, so one of the things that they can do is just ask their kids, you know, about, their own view of how they play and mm-hmm. and really engage in that way. And, again, that's something that we talk about a lot here on Freakishly Well. kids, you know, we talk about, um, you know, being able to communicate with your kids. So just in case you haven't heard this before, or maybe it's good to reinforce this, is you want to be at their level um, physically when you're doing that. So if they're sitting on the floor, you want to be sitting on the floor. If you are... Uh, you know, you're way taller than your child. I'm not way taller than at least one of my children anymore. Um, but the one that I am still called, and I want to be crouched down so I can have uh, direct eye contact with him and, you know, and that kind of thing. So i um, keeping that going. You know, all, the other thing, you know, as you were talking about that is, um, you know, you're speaking mostly as a coach, but then, um, and I know this is only really a certain group of people and maybe a small percentage of, um what are some of the things that you think are helpful when you are you know the coach and the parent you know um in terms of your own kid because I know a lot of parents who who coach their own kid that that's hard on the kid and it's mm-hmm. hard and it's hard on the parent so what you know what are some things that have worked for you that way
0: um, well. You know, sometimes in the, in the heat of battle and the games are going on and things like that, you can get, <laughs> like, a little, hey, well, I mean, it happens. Yeah. You're, in it, you're in it. And, you know, I'm trying to focus on everybody. And I know it's like my son. that comes where, like, he's looking at me, and, and you know. So what I have to do is I have to have conversations with him. Yeah. Afterward, away from him, I say, look it, just do your thing. Right. Just, you know, just play. And if there's problems or anything, or whatever, we'll talk about it afterwards. Don't but when the games going on. Just just play. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other thing is um, I have an assistant coach now. I'm coaching youth basketball. I have an assistant coach and his sons on the team as well. So I recognize, you know, there can be some dynamics there. Mm-hmm. And so when I told him, I said, look, we're making a deal. And here's the deal. You're not allowed to talk to your son. Okay. I'm only allowed to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, when there's something going on, you talk to my son. Okay. So that, that way they're getting it from mm-hmm. a, a little bit more objective individual
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, because it can be difficult at times to maintain your objectivity.
2: <laughs> so that so that's, that's something that's working for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then um, what about... So I and because you have multiple roles here, um, and then what about as a parent, you know, so when you're a parent, well, and, you, you know, and I think a lot of us think we know a lot about sports. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I... Well,
0: that's what, you know, ESPN and all these yeah. sports shows now, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, I can, if you play fantasy football, you know, must know something about popcorn or football, you know, <laughs> that, like, that kind of thing, but... I can spell football. That means I know <laughs> about but... but you know, regardless, that is how we feel, we're a really sports oriented culture. Yeah. You know, so so what are some things that um when you are coaching kids that could be helpful in terms of dealing with parents and, you know, parents feeling like you know, I, I mean because I stand on the sidelines a lot, I've not you know, only coached a couple of times and you know, a long time ago, is when I'm on the sidelines, you'll hear parents say, like, why, you know, they they make a lot of comments about the coach, why did Mm -hmm. they do that, why is he playing my kid, that was stupid, you know, like they, um, it's a lot of feedback, (laughs) so to speak. Right. So how could that feedback, you know, be more useful
0: to the
2: coach? I mean, how do you talk to the coach as a parent? Well,
0: Uh so the first thing you have to recognize, um, as a parent, and dealing with coaches, um, depending, if it's youth sports, you better recognize and realize that these individuals are volunteering their time.
1: Yeah. They may not
0: be professionals, but they're volunteering their time, mm-hmm. and um, I would assume they're doing the best job that they can. Mm-hmm. They're, and, and so they're not worried just about your child. They have all of the kids on the team to worry about, and the the dynamics that that creates as well. So the coaches get pulled in many different directions. And so, and they, many of them see the game differently because they're paying attention Mm -hmm. to to so many things going on at one time. As a parent, you're watching your kid. Right. And that's pretty much it. Mm -hmm. You know, even I do
1: that. Right. And I,
0: you know, except when I'm coaching my team that my kid is on. But, I, you know, there are times where I'm like, mm, mental, no, this, you know, happened. Yeah. We'll talk about that after. Um, if your child is at the middle school level or high school level, then the coach is there. You need to know that they have taken, they've had to have taken college courses mm-hmm. in order to even coach. Not on coaching in general right. and in that yeah. specific sport. So they have to learn strategy mm-hmm. and, and those types of things and skill development. Um and so it, you know, it's always interesting to me that people often think they know more than the coach. I mean we have people who yeah, think yeah. that, that you know that they know more than a college coach or you know, a professional coach.
1: Right.
0: Um but it's interesting because I don't like those people wouldn't think of going into their attorney's office, their accountant's office, um, or right, their and banker and professionals. other professionals and tell them right. that what they're doing is wrong right. and and just criticize them in a way that coaches get criticized. Mm-hmm. So, so, um,
2: but, so how do you talk? You know, how would you recommend a parent talk to a coach if they do have? You know either questions or feedback, mm-hmm. you
0: know, for Correct. our coach. Well, I know, you know, as a baseball coach, and I know a long time ago he had a particular rule. Um, he was a high school coach, and you know, where he was, their teams had won the state championship uh, a number of times at, at the highest level. He had uh, players that went on to play at the college level and professional, mm-hmm. and he had one rule. He said, I will talk to any parent. I'll okay. talk to any parent. When you want to come in, you want to talk to me. We could sit down and have a conversation. But the one rule was don't ever ask me about playing time. Oh, okay. And so he says, if you want to talk to me about how your child can get better, mm-hmm. then let's have a conversation about that. And I'll be honest with you, I'll lay that okay. out. So as a parent, when you start asking about playing time, now that's, it, 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 it's setting up a no-win dynamic.
1: Mm-hmm. And you don't
0: want that. So if you want your child to get more playing time, then they, they may need to get better. Yeah. And so if that's what you want to ask. You want to ask, okay, so what, you know, what, what does my child need to do to get mm-hmm. better? And what can I do to support them in that? How can I help them? Are there drills that I could do? Could you show me how to help with those drills? Or, you know, and the coach may be able to teach you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, what to do. If it's things you, that you can do at home or, right. you know, otherwise.
2: Well and and we actually um tried that out because our son um was playing a sport and not getting a lot of playing time and feeling really bad about you mm-hmm. know um not getting a lot of playing time but and wanted to be better mm-hmm. and so um that you know we did that with that coach and mm-hmm. um and that's exactly what happened so we tried it out. We're not just telling you to do something we have, <laughs> haven't tried ourselves. I want to go back to something that we that we actually started off with though and um in just talking about some of those younger kids um you had said that, like, uh, the research shows that what the kids want is to have fun. Mm-hmm. So how do you promote that, you know? so even Because sometimes, like, I think the sport atmosphere, like, really focuses on winning. And, Competition yeah. and winning. Yeah,
0: yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So now, and I'm sorry, is this about as a parent or as a coach?
2: Oh, I don't, you can maybe both. <laughs>
0: um, I don't know. So, well, I, as a coach, um, and I know this because I also study performance. Um, you know, and I've read a couple of wonderful books on this. And here's what we know, whether it's performance in sports or otherwise.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One of the things that we know, if we're focusing on the outcome, mm-hmm. our performance is actually going to go down. Right. And so we don't want to focus on the outcome, which is the winning, mm-hmm. right? Winners, we know this, winners do not focus on winning. Winners focus on the process and what it is they have to do. So execution. Mm-hmm. So you might hear announcers talk about that, like, um, color commentators talk about, well, you know, they need to execute better, and they need to execute Mm -hmm. better. That's what it means. Because if you execute, then you'll get at least close to the outcome you're looking for. Mm -hmm. And so really it's about execution. It's about process. So as a coach, that's what I'm looking for. I'm also looking, especially with the younger kids, what I'm looking to do is to infuse some competitive-type games Mm -hmm. that are kids up, you know, for basketball, split the kids up into a couple of teams, and they have to shoot from a spot. First team to ten wins, you know, or things like that. Or there's another game that I love to play, and the kids absolutely love it. It's called You know, so you just have to be a little creative with that because you want to continue no matter what you do. You still want to, them to be um, building skills, right. whatever those are.
2: And so, and then, and then as a parent, like because a lot of times you hear, I mean, you hear parents talk about that their their child doesn't want to play anymore. They, you mm-hmm. know, um, they've had a bad experience or their team keeps losing and they don't want to play right. anymore. So, how does a parent do? Like weave that
0: fun factor for them. Yeah, well, and, that, and yeah, and that's kind of hard because I like as a coach. I know I've been, I've been right. able to coach teams that've gone on the and I've had games right. that I've never had a team that at least hasn't won at least one game. Okay. I've, I've had those experiences. Right. And when they're when they're younger kids. Sometimes, you know, I think younger kids can be a little more resilient. Mm-hmm. because they're up because they do want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And so they get excited by the small victories. So as a parent, that's what you want to do. You want, you know, don't worry about their team winning. Worry about, oh, you know, look at you guys executed this really well. You know, so there might only be two or three things that they did well in the game. But if they did them extremely well, that's something you get excited about mm-hmm. because they're getting it. And, and you know, if they get better um, with each game, right? that's what you want. Those are victories. And people say, oh, there's no more victories. Uh, you know, okay. right. you still need to get better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, these aren't professionals. Right. And so, and, and here's the thing about professionals. They could go, you know, they could win all of their games or they could lose all their games. They're still getting paid. Right. <laughs> right. They're still going to get paid. Right. So... You know, I think it's different when they're younger kids. Uh-huh. When they start to get a little older, you know, and that winning piece happens, I've seen this with teams too, they mentally or subconsciously almost kind of quit. Uh-huh. And they, what happens to the expectations, they might be doing well, but, okay, when, when are the bad things going to start happening? Right. So then they actually, you know, um, have that take place because it's self-sabotage. Right. So that's one of those things that you got to be careful about and you want to talk about. Just say, you know, don't focus, again, focus on your performance mm-hmm. and the execution. And as you do that, you, you know, things will, you'll get better. Because losing is temporary.
2: Right. As
0: is winning. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They're, they're both temporary.
2: One of my friends was uh, saying just the other day that her son, he, he's six, he said, um, uh, he was he, he was playing with his cousin who he doesn't get to play with, you know, very often. And he was saying, like, when I'm playing with my cousin, I should just be playing with my cousin and not thinking about, oh, this is my only time I'm going to get to play with him because then playing with him isn't as fun. <laughs> and it was, like, so cool because he was just, he was, like, speaking about that mindfulness and the joy that, you know, comes with playing. So, and, and we could talk, I mean, this would take, Uh, up a whole bunch of our time, but we could just talk about all the things, wellness-centered things that happen, you know, when kids are playing. So, you know, to have them in organized sports is, you know, can be a very good thing for a lot of reasons. You know, and I think that um, some parents um, sometimes shy away from it because they're, you know, worried about, because they've had poor experiences on themselves, you know, or they're just worried, you know, about coaches or whatever. And, And I guess I would say, you know, if you don't, if, if you really don't trust uh, the coach, then then don't put your kid on that team. But you always have to, as a parent, you know, do yeah advocate, yeah advocate for your kid. And especially if it's like one of those instinctual feelings, then, you know, then you're not then you're not going to have a good time watching your kid. And, yeah. and 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 that it should be fun to you too. You know, like right. if it's stressing you out um, to get your parents or to get your child to all these practices and go all these games. And, and you're always stressed out about that. Your child needs that, too. And so, yeah, it's be fun, you know, for you as well. Well, we're almost out of time, Michael. Is there anything else, you know, that you would like to kind of end with and, you know, make sure everybody knows before we call it quick for today? Sure. I
0: think two things. The number one, part of it, we were just like, you know, if someone's losing, but that's an identity piece. And so if they're getting upset, then there's something with their identity that they're wrapping up with that. And as the, right, right. Quitting makes you a loser,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but losing doesn't make you a loser, right? Winners still get up even after they lost and right. they'll keep going. And then the other thing is you can hear the saying, you know, such and such uh, develops character. Right. You right. know, the football. The, and, and I don't think that. Sports doesn't develop character. What sports does is reveal character, mm-hmm. especially when you're losing,
1: right. you know?
0: Are you an individual who, you know, pull yourself up and stay after it? Mm -hmm. That's character. Yeah. You know, it's easy to win, but it's not so easy when you're losing. And so if you're determined, you have that determination, because life at times can get very, very difficult, you know, and so sport can help you with some of that um, resiliency. Great.
2: Thank you so much. Um, Thank you for listening. Thank you, Michael, for um sharing all of that with us. Thank you. And, and you know, if, if you guys have more questions that are connected to kids in sports, let me know. I'll have Michael back. We'll talk about some more things because there's a lot to talk about. Have a great day, and I hope your kids become freakishly well-behaved.